0: are now listening to The Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business It's back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, we got Nate Christian, Phil Porkman-Simmons, and Chevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Can't talk already, but... How you guys doing?
1: Best time of the year, baby. Thanksgiving's coming here. We get all the food we can imagine. Then we get to watch football all day. Oh yeah! This is my favorite holiday of the year. (laughs) Get to be a little thankful for you guys as well as it's been an incredible year. Uh, Can't wait to see what's uh, to move forward, man.
0: Chev, you said this is one of your favorite holidays. What are your thoughts on Arbor Day? Throwing out there.
1: Man, I don't even really know what Arbor Day is, but it sounds like you can throw a couple pale ales in your back pocket and drink them up. So <laughs> I think we'll,
0: that's we'll go the We'll go, yeah. Celebration of trees, the tree day. I I'm it. a big tree guy,
2: I man. I Arbor Day is when you plant a tree on Arbor Day. It's just a holiday oh. to plant a tree, I believe. That's oh. huge.
3: I love that. All right. Great. Uh, I don't know.
1: Big tree guys here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lots love of cacti trees. down there. Chev's way too. <laughs> So You
1: go up north, you get some pine cone trees, man, and oh. just getting out of Phoenix, getting to smell those trees and seeing all the, the blooming of the leaves, man, you can't beat that. You can't beat it at all. I'm tired of looking at dirt here.
0: Um, according to our producer, Sean, our day is a holiday that celebrates the planting, upkeep, and preservation of trees. So okay. thank you to – that is uh, that is an official source too from Arborday.com. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, no, Arborday.com forward slash dove backslash org. So thank you, Sean, for looking that up for us. Really appreciate that. Go ahead, look that up. Let yeah. us know in
1: the comments how many years you have supported Arbor Day. I wanna know.
0: I can guarantee this is not gonna make the YouTube.
2: Yep, I'm gonna say this is podcast only right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is audio only. Audio. You guys, the, this is why the podcast, if you want the full version of Mm Dynasty Rewind, the podcast is the best way to get it because we are unfiltered on here. Mike does not edit this podcast, for better or worse.
0: And if you want, go on this video when it comes out and just say, you missed the Arbor Day talk and put a link in there. And for our next podcast, we're actually just going to put a picture of Drake London up and stare at it for an hour. But for (laughs) today, speaking of Chevin's favorite holiday, Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about five moves that we're going to be thankful for later not everything is an instantaneous payoff sometimes things they take a long time or a year or two to get where you want them to be so we're going to make some five moves in dynasty fantasy football this week they're going to pay off in the long term could be buying could be selling could be a strategy could be a specific player or a group of players i don't know so let's go to the guy that loves to go first nate christian what is a move that you're going to be thankful for later
2: all right so In the past, you've had many chances to buy A.J. Brown, and you may, you may not. And if you did, you're very happy right now. Well, you are afforded that same luxury now with Traylon Burks. And we have never had a more like-for-like situation in the NFL before, except for maybe Andrew Luck uh, coming into the footsteps of Peyton Manning, because this is pretty like-for-like here. I mean, the entire pre-draft process, we compared Traylon Burks to A.J. Brown. He then goes to the Titans, who traded A.J. Brown essentially straight up for this pick. Essentially straight up for Traylon Burks. But you think you're smarter than the Tennessee Titans, so let's go through why you should listen to them. Um, Despite a 50% snap count this past week, he led the team with eight targets. And with those eight targets, he caught seven of them for 111 yards. Um, He did have that nice catch at the very end of the game. You can argue, you know, oh, well, you know, they weren't expecting it, but... Still got to make the catch, man. Still got to make the catch. Look, Nick Westbrook and Kinney played the most snaps of wide receiver, but he only saw two targets. He's not going to hold down that role much longer. Burks is healthy. He's going to see his snap count increase. This is a guy that they have to get onto the field to help solve their passing issue because right now, Traylon Burks is eighth in the NFL with his yards, 18th in the NFL with his yards per route run at 2.3. This is a guy that when he's on the field and he's running routes, he's making things happen. And Mike Rabel's going to figure it out that he's got to get that guy the ball. So we 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 have a path set out. We have a path set out. Let's just follow that path. Let's just follow the path. Don't try to be too smart. You know, he's got that AJ Brown level ceiling. He is currently worth the cost. You know, if that is a first-round pick, I'm moving a first-round pick. You know, I'd prefer that to be a th- late. 2023 first if I'm going to move that for Traylon Burks because I do like the top half of that draft, but back half, I'm willing to move one of those 23 first for Traylon Burks now that he is healthy and getting back on the field. Also, if you don't want to move a first for Burks right now, maybe try to upgrade from a different wide receiver, maybe like Tyler Lockett in a 2023 second. I would be fine with making that move as well. Anything like that, we have maybe an aging veteran wide receiver. Package him with a second. See if you can go after Traylon Burks right now. Some people might be trying to sell high, as they might be thinking. And really, in essence, you're you're kind of buying low still.
0: Yeah. I like your flannel shirt, by the way, Nate. I just want to Thank throw you.
3: it
2: up there.
0: <laughs> Bob's going to enjoy editing this video. He's going to see the flannel and get all excited. He's <laughs> got a hoodie on today. So, All right, so Traylon Burks, I don't hate it. Um, my only question is, you know, we talked about Mike Vrabel in the offseason season. Burks was fat, asthmatic, whatever. Do you think that was just the way to motivate him, or I think so. Yeah, you
2: know, he there was um, an interview where they talked about um, with the Arkansas strength and conditioning coach and some other people, and you know I think this, you know, Burks wasn't prepared for the NFL conditioning program, mm-hmm. and but but in all the interviews, Burks talked about how it was, you know, he he addressed it, he was aware of it, he talked about you know it was a struggle at first, but he got through it and he's good to go now. So you know I you know the character. of... Traylon Burks and all the interviews I've seen I don't think it's something where you know he's going to continue slacking I think he just had to make that adjustment period and he's good to go now
1: it's a completely different game man I mean you're playing against a lot of bigger dudes the conditioning's got to be better in the NFL if you want to succeed and it's a completely different game that you have to prepare for and some people come in ready some people need time to get there and we see it. He's a good wide receiver. He's athletic. Really? We knew he was going to be a little bit of a project, but when you're the only wide receiver in that room that can really give you good looks, good aspects, good athleticism. I mean, Robert Woods is 30 something years old, probably. And like he's not going to be as athletic as a lot of these other guys. So mm. I think Traylon Burks, he definitely has a lot going for him, especially in that offense. It's it's a little bit tough because you know they're gonna feed Derrick Henry, but you know he's going to get those targets at some point in the game, and you just hope that they can connect with those and he can get some good yak out of it.
0: Yeah. Robert Woods yeah, is true. exactly 30. And last question, Nate. Do you worry about Traylon Burks' upside if Malik Willis is a starting quarterback for next year?
2: To be quite honest, I'm not worried about Malik Willis being the starting quarterback. Okay. Um, but if it comes down to that, then – I'm not too worried about it because I think Traylon Burks is a guy that, you know, if you get him the ball, he'll create his own yards. Okay. So I think he will still be rel- – I mean, he he won't have the ceiling that he might have with a more traditional passer. Um, unless Malik Willis improves and becomes, you know, a good little baller or gamer like Jalen Hurts. And, you know, <laughs> and we're really talking about the uh, A.J. Brown connection there. You know, the, the similarities continue to grow.
0: just had to do that, didn't you?
2: I had to.
1: Yeah,
3: we shall
0: move on. Chev, what move are <laughs> what move are you making that you're going to be thankful for later?
1: Yeah, and this is a guy we talked about a few weeks ago, possibly benefiting from seeing a guy move from their team, and that's going to be Pat Fryermuth. Through the last four games, he's seen over seven targets in those games. He's a guy that has a good connection with the rookie QB who is looking to find a big target in the middle of the field. I mean, you see, he's throwing more to a bigger targeting and Pickens as well. Deontay has kind of struggled the last few weeks, but I think Pratt Frymuth is going to be the beneficiary of Claypool leaving, and we're seeing it right in front of our eyes already. He's a guy that is trusted by Pickett. He's somebody that is a safety blanket almost at this point. He had 12 targets this last week. So that makes me super excited for Frymuth, and he's also a guy that he's not going to be the 1A, 1B at tight end. I mean, he's just not that player. He's not an offense that allows that, in my opinion. But he's a guy that could be in that tier two of tight ends that he could be the leader of that group. We see Waller has been struggling with health. We see a lot of guys that are just not playing up to potential, like Dalton Schultz, who I thought was going to be a guy this year that continues, but he struggled with injuries as well. And Pat Frymuth is the guy that has played in every single game. He maybe didn't have the best start, but he's seen over seven targets, I believe, nine of those games. So that's what I'm really looking for at the tight end position uh, when I'm trying to find a piece that I didn't get earlier in the draft. And Fryermuth, he's tight end six at the moment. He's only scored one touchdown, I believe. I think that will go up as he's a bigger target in the red zone for them. We see George Pickens is a guy that they want to use in the red zone, too, even rushing the football. But... I love what Fryermuth is doing. I'd love to see his growth with Kenny Pickett. This is a young offense that I honestly think is only going to get better once they build an offensive line in the draft, I imagine, or in free agency this year. So Fryermuth's a guy that I'm I'm gonna be super thankful for if I have him on my team.
0: What do you think he costs?
1: Oh, yes. The great cost. I have picked a few trades here. I have Fryermuth for Dotson, or Jahan Dotson. There it is. Um, I mean, I don't hate it. If you need a tight end, it's pretty good value, I think. We yeah. haven't seen Washington be super will, great passing the football.
0: I will say this. I feel like uh, as much as I love Jahan Dotson, that is his actual name, he's easier to replace than a tight end of Pat Fryermuth's caliber.
2: Yes, positional value. Yeah, there. Right. yeah. I so agree.
0: I would, as much as I love Dotson, and I've been a fan of him for a long time, I will make that trade gladly, especially because when you consider we know who Pat Fryruth is going to be playing with as far as his quarterback for the next we'll say five or six years. It's Taylor Heineke for right now. Maybe. Well, okay.
2: I I look at Zach over there. Look at Zach. Best thing he's done all year is pull one of his friends, mom mom, mom's friends. (laughs) Ayo.
0: We know that Kenny Pickett has a longer leash than Taylor Heineke does. I think we could say that. Uh-huh. So, I'm much more comfortable making that trade. So, chef, please. And there
1: was also Fryermuth for a second and Pierce. Not Damian Pierce, but Alec Pierce from Indy. I don't hate that at all either. I oh, think the totally. same thing that we talked about, Jahan Dotson, positional value. This one's more interesting to me. Fryermuth in a 23 first or Kelsey. Now, Kelsey's getting older in age, but he obviously has not stopped in production, man. And he's a guy that's still targeted heavily. If you're a competing team and you're going for the championship, I think Kelsey's probably the move. If you're a team that maybe isn't competing, but you have Kelsey, might be the time to ship him and get a 23 first and a guy that could be just a tier below Kelsey for the next few years, so I'm fine with with moving him if you need to, if you're not competing. What about you guys?
3: I, I like the package for that, to be honest. Um, we we all waiting for this whole downfall for Kelsey. Kelsey is still balling, but if you're still, if you're just gonna go a tear down and possibly get uh, a star player in that first round of this uh, this next draft class, I'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine with taking that that first with the fire move there.
2: I mean, you're looking at that first. It's certainly a late first because you're trading Kelsey yeah. to the guy. So he's awesome. obviously a contender. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this first round pick is going to be like a, a 10, 11, 12. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do think this one, you know, just is, depends on what your team's trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. are you trying to score fancy points? That's, that's a good trade then, you know, because that might win you the championship. And yeah. you know, that late first isn't going to be that valuable um, when you're looking at that money in your bank account. So facts.
0: I'm happy with that trade though. But why don't we talk? Let's talk about another Pittsburgh Steeler. This is going to take everyone by surprise. Uh, Philip, what is yeah. the move that you're making this week that you'll be thankful for later? Shock the world, pork.
3: Shock the world. Of course, we're talking about George Pickens today. Why wouldn't I? It's Thanksgiving. Um, and it's something I've been very <laughs> thankful for from the tape that I've been looking for. It's thank Pickens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So i uh, pretty much um as the season started earlier, we are getting a little, not really a little worried, just kind of curious about how his uses has been going. Uh, we have seen a lot of Chase Claypool uh, when the season started. And he was getting a lot of he was getting a lot of touches, getting a lot of targets. Um obviously Claypool wasn't that Pittsburgh type of guy. So they traded him out to Chicago and you know, makes George Pickens the, the wide receiver too for that team. Um, but the thing that I've Seem to realize and look as the games have been going is that to me it seems like Pickens has been outplaying Deontay, uh, by a ton, uh, from what I can see. Uh, Deontay his highest finish for the week has been wide receiver twenty-two, and that was week three. Um, George Pickens has been a wide receiver one twice this year. Um, now granted, Deontay Johnson is getting targets but he's getting them short PPR targets and he's not really getting targeted to where he's being valuable, um, for fantasy when it comes to the touchdowns and getting uh long, long, uh, pass receptions. Uh, George Pickens is his number eight in a dot, um, in the season, which is average depth of target. And we all know how he is downfield. He's a, he looks like Gumby out there bending, bending, and catching the ball sideways and doing whatever he needs to do to to get get those receptions. Um, so so I mark, think mark that guy. one
2: down to put on the graphic somewhere. George <laughs> begins out there looking like Gumby. <laughs> Have Gumby just like Gumby. one hand in a pass? dude. Yeah, I would I'll love see, to see that. that.
3: <laughs> but the, the the thing that 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 I'm loving is that the guy is a dog now. Obviously, from what we saw last week, he got a little bit too much dog. He got to scale back the dog. But when it comes down to to catching the football, uh, we seen last week um, had a nice little uh, catch on the sideline once again. Um, and if Pickett and Pickens have that connection going forward for the future the sky is the limit, like I've been saying since February, and I'm glad that it's actually happening. So when it comes to acquiring, um, there's a couple of trades I sold to James Conner for George Pickens. Obviously, I'm taking George Pickens in that um, aspect. You know, Conner's getting a little bit older. Um, this year, it seems like, well, the second half of this season, it seems like Connor's going to get 100% of the carries because it's just him and Ingram. Um, but for the future, I think I'd rather have George Pickens in, in that aspect. Um, and I got another one is Pickens um, and a 23 first for a CMC. um that's, that's a tough one for me. For this year, if you want to win, the CMC side does look good because that offense from what we saw yesterday is outrageous. Um, but if we're looking for the future, uh, we know CMC has been slightly injury prone from season to season. Um, and, you know, we like to build through receivers through our teams. So if we can get Pickens in that first, um, that looks really, really good for your team uh, for now and the future. Uh, what you guys think about that?
0: I do want to just show you one thing. We got a live look right here. This wow. is George Pickens. That, thats him right there. We got. <laughs> Did Gun- he
3: wear number
2: one? Freaking number <laughs> one,
0: Georgia? number one in your heart. That's what he's wow. there. Wow.
2: Definitely in my heart. So we just we just looked at a picture of Gumby holding a football. Wearing a red jersey. Just so that the people in the podcast know what happened.
0: That's right. Um, just so you know, he wears red in practice because he's hard AF and he just wants (laughs) we want to stay away from him.
2: It's Bulldog Red. That's right.
0: He does he he does in fact have that dog in him.
3: A little bit too much. Just scale it back just a little bit. Don't show you.
1: I think it'll be interesting to see the next few weeks how that offense runs uh because i mean we haven't seen deontay produce very well we've seen Pickens get five four to six targets a game like i feel like somebody's got to pick it up at some point and be the guy that can be the outside target for Pickett. and mm-hmm. i don't know really who to trust at the moment i mean if it wasn't for the touchdown the rushing touchdown like Pickens didn't have a good game t- two weeks ago like I don't, I don't. I want to trust somebody in that offense on the outside, but I just don't really know who to trust unless they get a touchdown at this point. Like that's only what's really saving them, honestly, for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's hard. I, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the good thing about this is something you'll be thankful for later yeah. because a move, especially any move in the Steelers' offense, is going to be a big crapshoot for this season. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But, but I, I don't hate. trying to their opinions.
3: It depends on Matt Canada too. I don't know if he's going to be here after this year. Um, There's a lot so. of complaints. I don't think so either. There's a lot of complaints that his his offense is just extremely vanilla. Um, they they need a little bit more creativity with that offense. Like need some more motion. They um, like they got the tools for it. Um, they do need a, a, a third receiver on the team because Steven Sims Jr. ain't in. But they, they, need, they need another guy. <laughs> Um, they, well, they got they drafted Calvin Austin, right? He's an IR, yeah. I'm saying, but for next year, but for next year, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice, yeah.
0: Um, I think Matt Canada and Nathaniel Hackett are going to be coaching in the XFL next year. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> what I think we're going to see, yeah, and you know what, that would really stink for the XFL. But one thing that the XFL could do is they could check out our new sponsor, Doctors, Dr. Squatch. What is Dr. Squatch? glad you asked that's right sean put me on the big screen dr Squatch (laughs) develops natural high performance personal care products like bar soap deodorant shampoo conditioner and even beard oils if pork could grow a beard he would get some they only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients (laughs) mother nature has to offer all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands guys it's winter that's the crap that dries your skin out i would know I use pumice all day at work. It's terrible. Dr. Squatch is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands like you and me everywhere. Dr. Squatch offers a wide variety of bundles that will cater to your specific needs as well as a subscription service so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. Subscribe and save money today because with Dr. Squatch, satisfaction is guaranteed. If this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it is on Dr. Squatch. Sean's going to come over and bathe you personally. So don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. Try Dr. Squatch today. And if you're new to Dr. Squatch, Save 10% off orders of $20 or more on your first purchase when you slap this promo code. It's all in the description down below. And hey, if you're listening on audio, go to one of our YouTube videos, links in there. I know sometimes the description on our audio podcast get a little bit wonky. Head on over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, buy some Dr. Squatch, and then you can listen to Nate tell you what the next move that he is thankful for he's going to make is go
2: Nate. You're going to be thankful for 2024 picks. Not right to the second, not this offseason. but next season and the offseason following that you will be thankful for 2024 picks. Do yourself a favor. Look at your teams that, you know, you're already looking towards next year. Maybe you're already looking towards 2024 <laughs> season as your championship run. Be honest with yourself. Look at that timeline. If you're looking at 2024 as a year that you expect your team to contend and, you know, you have a good core of young players. 2024 picks are the cheapest they're going to be right now than anytime moving forward. So right now you can go out there and you can move, you know, players that you can move a George Pickens for 2024 first, but Pork's not going to do that. And I would not do that either,
3: but, you but maybe
2: I would. And you could, if you want to, it would depend on what your team looks like. Um, so I you actually, wouldn't,
0: but you would.
2: I actually would consider trading George Pickens for a 2024 first. Just, um, just depending on how my team looks. If you want to DM Mike a question about what that team looks like and if they should trade a George Pickens for a 24 first, <laughs> go ahead and do that at Rewind CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, he will make sure to get back to you uh, within two hours, usually at least.
3: Two um, weeks. <laughs> two okay. two but, you
2: know, rather than just trading players for 2024 first, because you want that production, start looking at when you're making packages in these trades, because we all love to make huge packages and just make something happen. See as many assets we can get at one time. Look, if you got a 2023 second in there, considering, see if you can get that switch to a 2024 first. A lot of times people are willing to make that move where they kind of equate a 2024 first or a 2023 second, you know, the year that's coming up next year that's that's kind of round later or round earlier because it's later but those picks just continue to acquire value they continue to appreciate unlike some of these players that we have on our teams and you can either keep that pick until 2024 and use it in the first round and we have a pretty good class coming out in 2024 24 as far as we can tell at the moment or you can trade those picks later in the 2023 season, in the 2024 season, they're not just draft picks. They are things that you can trade and move for fantasy points today if you want to. But right now, they're at their cheapest. I'd recommend going out there with your teams that are looking a bit farther in the future and seeing if maybe there's a couple 2024 first and second round picks that you can acquire now because they're only going to appreciate value over the next year and a half.
0: What I'll say is this. If you're in a super flex league, you could be looking at Drake May. I believe he's 24 eligible.
2: Yes. Caleb
0: Williams. Caleb Williams, but here's the problem: you're not really going to know who to draft in 2024 unless you're subscribed to this podcast and you are on our YouTube. And there's another good way too. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. It's best way to get all the inside scoop. And we are now offering a 10% discount for yearly signups. Oh, yeah. So that's the best way to do it. I agree. If you could turn a 23 second into a 24 first. I absolutely love that. And we're talking in trade negotiations big time. Nate, do you have like two other names that people might get excited about? Like why we should try to acquire a 24 first by chance?
2: Yeah. I mean, you got, you got Xavier Worthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. Two big mm-hmm. wide receivers that a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to like. And running back, you got Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin, who was lighting up Big Ten defenses at 17 years old and a good 6'2", 235, I think. Oh, they don't make them like that all the time. Um, so, I mean, you got good guys out here. And then if the, the tight end, you got Brock Bowers as well, who is set up to be, you know, one of the top tight ends when he comes out of his class. So it's it's a good, it's a good class at this moment. And it looks like they could be pretty deep at a couple of positions. So
0: we're going to start telling people that Brock Bowers is related to me. So everyone thinks my last name is Bowers anyway, which it isn't. So I'm just going to use <laughs> Bowser. be like, Draft my Cousin Brock will be lit. So, all right, acquire those 2024 first. And we did actually just release a video this week on how and why you should do it. So the link is going to be down below or depending on if Bob wants to or not, it won't be. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Search for it. It's there. It's a great video. I watched it this morning when I should have been working. You'll want to watch it too. So our last thing, our last move that we are going to make this week that we're going to be thankful for is... We're going to buy Kyle Pitts. We're all going to touch on this a little bit here, but just a couple things to talk about with Mr. Pitts first. He was put on IR. It looks like it was a, a mild MCL tear. Is that how they described it? I saw or just an MCL tear.
2: I didn't see mild, but <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. It was an MCL tear. So, you know, we have to, we have to look at a few things here. Is our team contending? Would it make sense? For teams that are rebuild, does it make sense? Or for a mid-level team that kind of needs a little bit of a push, does it make sense then? And I do want to say one thing. Kyle Pitts this year is the tight end 18 on the season. Okay? Now, this is a guy, and I feel like people are disappointed. He didn't come in and smash last year. Rookie. This year, he's with the Falcons. Marcus Mariota a quarterback. But look at this. Guys that we've been pumping up on this channel to toot our own horn. Finishing ahead of Kyle Pitts so far. Tyler Higby, tight end nine. I did the video, said to trade for him with zero touchdowns on the season. Tyler Higby is tight end nine. I'm not even going to talk about Taysom Hill, but uh, Cole Komet, tight end 11. Nate's been saying yeah. it all <laughs> along. Hayden Hurst, we've been said that, as Pork would say. Gerald <laughs> Everett, Pork Man, right there. Robert Tunyon, our guy. And one spot ahead of him, somehow, Evan Ingram clinging on to life. <laughs> oh, and look, that number five already missing a game and having his bye week, Dallas Goddard. So these are guys that you could acquire cheaper than Kyle Pitts and are actually giving you more production. But what we want to talk about right now is, does it make sense to trade for Kyle Pitts? And What are you going to, what are you going to pay for him? Here we go. What are you going to pay for Kyle Pitts? Got some trades right here. These are recent, too. Okay. I may try to check the dates. Straight up, Pitts for Kelsey. Obviously, one team's going one way and one team's going the other.
2: Love that, though, for both teams.
0: I do, too. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Kyle Pitts for Michael Pittman and Kareem Hunt.
2: Yeah. I'll
3: take Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the quarterback. It's, it's the quarterback the the quarterback situation. Where? Uh, obviously, is <laughs> Both. <laughs> the exactly. One. I mean, exactly. Both teams, really. Exactly. Yeah. All
0: right, so. so I mean, um,
3: but when it comes to the Colts, I feel like they're going to they figure that out. They have to. But uh, Mariota is, is terrible.
2: I mean, Mariota's is only there this year, let's be honest. I All know, right, so, but
3: then I don't trust Desmond Ritter as well. Why so are they going to get somebody else? At least with the Colts, they have a – the Colts have a legit core. They just need a quarterback. The Falcons need a lot of pieces to put together still. This just
0: in from our producer, Sean. Kyle Pitts left Sunday's game in the third quarter after taking a hit just above his knee from Bears safety Eddie Jackson on a catch across the middle. He did not return, and Falcons coach Arthur Smith, who also is on the hot seat as far as I'm concerned, said Monday that he was out in the short term NFL Network reported that Pitts tore the medical collateral ligament. You could have just said MCL, Sean. Thank you. It is knee. An injury that typically requires at least six weeks to recover. And the Falcons have seven weeks remaining in the regular season. He was put on IR, so he's out at least four weeks no matter what. So, I mean, if I'm the Falcons, I don't I don't care if you're a playoff oh, team or not. I'm shutting him down personally. Uh, but last one, Kyle Pitts for Dalton Schultz and the 23 first.
1: Hmm. i'd probably take the hmm. first and schultz honestly i mean it's not you that so, hard to man? be tied in 18 i mean you're right. scoring 70 points on the whole damn season <laughs> like that is super easy to do
0: and I listen haven't... dalton schultz has been a disappointing guy to have this season too but he's been hurt yeah. mm-hmm. But look what he did yeah. last year we see when he's healthy yep yeah he's, a, he's a legit
1: yeah. and let's not let, let's not take away from Pitts though like tight end six last season thousand yards as a rookie like that is not wow. seen in the NFL anymore. It usually takes three years and then you're like, oh, okay, I'm about to pop off now. So, I mean, Kyle Pitts is a great athlete and he's shown that he can play very well as the touchdowns that he didn't get that year. He's a, he's still a good player, but we all know what that looks like in Atlanta right now is it's, it's garbage. I mean, you got Drake London, who is the the God of fantasy football a few months ago and, He's getting like one target for one touchdown, a two yards, like incredible fantasy. These guys don't care about fantasy. And it's annoying. They should be
0: Mm -hmm. better. (laughs) I I called you out.
1: I'm calling you out. Arthur Smith, be better.
0: You know what? I agree with Chev on this one. Be better. Arthur Smith, but you, he should be getting the ball in his playmaker's hands. And you know what? Drake London. Let's see. Yeah. Last week against Chicago, three targets, one catch for two yards. The week before that, Six targets, five catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. He did have a touchdown last week, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's bad right there. But Chev makes a really good point, too. The third year is when these tight ends tend to break out. I'm in. I'm in on Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to pay more than a single first for him right now because he's hurt. Mm -hmm. But if it's tight end premium... And I could get him for a first, maybe something else. And Sean makes a good point. Funny how they could scheme for Patterson, but not Pitts. I feel like this is a coaching staff that's outsmarting itself, trying to show I'm the smartest guy in the room. Oh, you think I'm going to throw it to Pitts? Well, I'll just give it to Cordero Patterson.
1: And they're finding ways to win. I mean, they were at one point the, the first place team in their division.
2: I mean, they're, they're five and pretty. six
1: right now. It's not, I mean, it's. I didn't expect him to be great this year after giving getting rid of Matt Ryan either. So it's it's just ugly for fancy football, unless you have Cordell Patterson, but it's it's ugly.
0: Let me, I'll tell you what, before we close this out, because I think we're, is there anybody that's not willing to buy Kyle even at his current price?
1: I, no, this is the I best price to price. get him since he's been in the NFL. So if you were trying to buy him, a year ago, it would have cost you three firsts and naming mm-hmm. your birth child. Like, yeah. So I mean, this is the time to buy if if you want a tight end that's young and athletic. This mm-hmm. is your opportunity to get him probably the cheapest he's going to be probably so far in his career. So, and it, it can go up pretty quickly. We see how much fantasy Twitter loves Kyle Pitts. I mean, you would have thought he was Jesus coming to play fantasy football for you. So, this is a guy that's <laughs> going to gain value. All he needs is production like he had in the first season. He's gonna be
0: great. Yeah. Speaking of which, if um if the Eagles win the Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts a the quarterback, they're gonna make a statue for him like the one in Rio de Janeiro. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're they're gonna do it, they're gonna tear down the Nick Foles statue and they're just gonna put it on top City Hall.
3: Wow. They're gonna leave Nicky Six up there.
0: Yeah, I know they should. Nine inch thick. So guys, buy Kyle Pitts, he's worth it might not make much sense if you are a contending team right now. Um, but if you feel like you can take the hit, I'm buying Kyle Pitts. Pork's buying them, right? Thumbs up if you're buying them. Yes. Yeah, Shev, I'm buying Kyle Pitts. Nate? Two thumbs up. All right, perfect. So we're buying Kyle Pitts. You know, there's a lot of other great stuff that you guys could buy, too. I'd love to tell you all about it. Underdog, use that promo code. Get ready for best ball pick'ems and rivals. Use the promo code rewind on underdog fantasy and get a 100% match. Your first deposit up to $100. Use that promo code, it's another way to get your team audited by the Dynasty Rewind crew. If you're added to a game, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code Dynasty Rewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Have that first stadium beer on us. Go see the Packers play the Eagles this week, Bob. And we want you to be a part of the best community of fantasy football. Become a rewinder today and get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. Now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. Vinny, you're on second shift now, bud. You got plenty of time in the morning. So for Chev, Nate, and Pork, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.